Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The steps of a dance had long since fallen to senseless repetition. It was nearly insulting how little art there was in this. The seemingly endless cycle of killing uninspired defenders that had long since become more chore than challenge. There was a disappointment in this entire assault that was hard to quantify. She'd expected to feel a rush, to be overcome with the thrill of testing her skills against waves upon waves of opposition. That her mind and body might be pushed far past her limits in a way they had never been. Instead, there was just a numbness, an emptiness to the slaughter that threatened to break her resolve as she followed the siren song through the seemingly endless halls of Poseidon's Reach. Is that all you, of you then? Probably not, but one can hope. The persistent urging of the siren's song allowed little time to pause and survey the grisly work she'd wrought. Neither did it allow her to recognize the exhaustion that was setting in. Shaking her head to herself, she silently acknowledged the summons, collecting herself before assuming a brisk yet silent jog down what seemed to be yet another random corridor of this labyrinth. Derby wasn't sure if it was intuition or desperation that drove the hope that she might surely be close to her target by now to her daughter. The thought of the girl Alex had been came with an amount of discomfort for the assassin. It was no secret that Derby had never thought of herself as a mother, a feeling which had made the kidnapping and presumed death of her only child somewhat easier to process. It was better to not have attachments after all. Attachments could be leveraged against you, the same way she'd done to Johnny not more than a year ago in taking the life of the Merc's father as a way to push her to confrontation. Now, as fate would have it, here she was, deep under the surface of the Atlantic Ocean, ready to... what? She thought. To bring Alex home? To make up for lost time like a regular family might? Unlikely. This right here is the sort of murky purpose family brought. Her thoughts were barely broken by the precognitive warning of danger that had been a regular visitor to her mind since starting this attack. Letting instinct propel her actions, Derby Bell leapt into the air, spinning gracefully around a blind corner to skirt low and sweep a would-be ambusher off their feet. Without hesitation, she swept her blade upward to cleanly sever the cybernetic arm of another agent before slipping the tip of the sword through his chest the monofilament edge finding no hindrance in passing through both flesh or bone. With a sigh, the assassin gently removed the man's gun from his remaining, shaking hand before turning it on the still-scrambling first attacker, who was desperately trying to find their feet. Get me out of here. Get me out of here right 
I'll be there soon. Unless... <laughs> I already am. That's you, isn't it? Calling out from behind those big old security doors. Locked up tight. It was. She could feel the answer screaming through every inch of her exhausted body. This time, it wasn't one of her gifts. Or at least, not one of the psychic modules she'd had implanted in her mind. No. This was far more raw, primal. The bond between mother and daughter, intensified by a powerful psychic link. In this place, it was blood that cried out to blood. Her child, once sacrificed to the altar of progress, was now back from the dead, waiting on the other side of that now unprotected door. Stealing her resolve and calming her spirit, Belle closed her eyes as if she were drifting off into some lucid sleep, searching for and finding some inner well of tranquility before she could even dare to attempt to call upon the power of the most challenging implant she owned. Intangibility. Arguably considered to be one of the most difficult arts a psychic mind might master, even for mer adepts. As it were, only the most gifted vessels and mediums could maintain the state for mere seconds at a time. Cautionary tales warning against attempting it were abundant, featuring horror stories of psychics that had found themselves entombed within a wall or as part of a piece of furniture. Their molecules reformed fatally mid-attempt at passing through some solid object or another. In this aspect, Derby Bell was unrivaled. Becoming a ghost of sorts had always felt, well, like dreaming, she supposed as if she were projecting her spirit outwards, leaving the flesh behind before waking up to find it had rejoined her. The observation room was massive. The deck circled around what seemed to be an impossibly large oceanic tank that Dark Fathom had internally dubbed the Heart. This place was uncomfortable. It felt like the last step before one might walk off the edge of the world itself and straight into a vast nothingness. From its depths, a dread loneliness permeated the area of something so isolated and divorced from the rest of the world that it felt absolutely alien to the reality in which it existed. She imagined it might be similar to having a peek at the bottom of the Mariana Trench, into a place where human eyes were never meant to see. Yet here she stood, staring into the void at the body of a woman suspended and anchored by dozens of hoses that seemed like tentacles fading off into the deep. Not at all the image of the happy little girl that danced somewhere deep in Derby's memory. There you are. It's time to get you out of here. There must be a hollow screen around somewhere. Alright, vitals check out. I suppose I should at least thank these terrorists for keeping an easy to navigate interface. Let's be honest, though, half of them are probably illiterate. Necessity being both the mother and father of innovation for these bottom feeders. Hmm, perch systems? Obviously not. Wait, wait. Scroll back. What the fuck are they feeding you, girl? Some sort of cocktail of nutrients and sedatives? Heavy stuff on an empty stomach. We're going to have to get you a steak or something when we get topside. Alright, what else have we got? So many options. Ah, there it is. Initiating retrieval process now. Rise and shine, baby girl. Let's see what they've done to you. 
Look at you, my little phenom. The whole world wants whatever it is that makes you so special. Let's see just what that is. and something else. It's like I've been everywhere and nowhere all at once, but you... I saw you. I remember that much. You'd been pulled beneath the waves, and you were swimming between large spinning blades, and, and I was afraid you wouldn't make it, but... No. Now that's not it. I wasn't afraid. I knew you'd come out on the other side. That's just you, right? You never give up. Unless you're giving up on me. Ungrateful child. Simpering. You're stronger than this. You need to stand up. Ungrateful? Why should I be grateful to you? Not to me. Though a little gratitude for getting you out of this mess wouldn't hurt. <sighs> to them, then. I should be grateful to Kraken. Who else? Don't you understand? Can't you see? They forged you into their scion. Heir to the throne. I can feel the power coming off you in waves. That's why they fear you. The power you command. The gifts that they gave you? These guppies down here could only hope to control you through sedation. But not anymore. Come on. We're getting out of this place, and when we get topside, we'll- Do what, Mom? Take over the world? Hold the city for ransom? I don't care about any of that. I just- Can we just go home? I'm so tired of- Whatever this is, whatever I'm supposed to be. If you moved as quickly as you spoke, we'd be halfway out of here by now. Home. That's what you want, right? I... I can't. My legs... I, I haven't walked in years, Mom. Fine. Come on now, put your arm over my shoulder. Just like that. If we hit any resistance, I'm going to probably have to drop you. A couple of bruises worth your freedom. Yes. I just... I can't be here anymore. Derpy Bell! Looks like your boyfriend made it to the party. Sorry to have to jump ahead of the plan, Fishman. You move too slow for me. That's a problem with you Arcadians. Too much talking. For my cred, you got a problem? Just kill your way to the top. Is that right? History shows I've punched your lips shut for you more than once. To think of it, if you don't go ahead and step away from that girl, we'll be about set up for another goal. Doesn't have to be that way. We might have had different ideas on how to get this job done, but we're both on our way topside, right? You want this girl safe? So do I. That means we're on the same team. Fuck! Don't you just hate it when they make sense? What do you think? I mean, I'm not keen on being the baddie here, despite how much I want at her. 
Strangely, I find myself at peace with it. I could see it playing out, just the way I imagined it would. I had already committed myself to the fate I'd made, to the necessity of it. Carefully planned out my crime and locked it away within my heart. Gambled that Derby Bell's precognitive senses would be filling her mind with warnings of danger. She'd naturally be looking to Johnny as an obvious source to which that violence might manifest. This would prove to be an invaluable distraction for dealing with someone who rarely made such mistakes. I had already brought my pistol to bear behind the folds of my trench coat while Johnny weighed the situation. What was best for the job against the fulfillment of her own grudge? And answered with a gunshot. The only thing that I hadn't considered as I pulled the trigger was Alex. The world shook and the ground swayed before the enormous will of Alex Webb. Now standing without her mother's support, eyes glowing with golden light that emerged from the experimental cybernetic augmentations laced throughout her skull. She'd sat by, taking it all in. Wayland's desperation, her mother's cruel ambition, even Johnny's desire for revenge. She'd played the part of a weakened child long enough for each of them to earn her disappointment. All the while, the thing beneath had grown closer, reacting to her own growing temper. Alex Webb had been the centerpiece to the ambition of others for far too long. Enough! When? When is it enough? What's the price tag on it? The compromise? Waylon, how could you? I... I needed to be certain she wouldn't. <laughs> Don't be too hard on him. Honestly, I'm actually impressed. Really didn't think he had it in him. I see you, fish man. If this isn't the most ass-backwards fucked up turn of events, then I don't know what is. You don't understand. Alex, Do she- Do you think I didn't know what was happening, Waylon? That my mother had given me up to Kraken? Why do you think I told you not to follow me? Told you not to ask questions? Told you to just let me go? I couldn't. I knew they had gotten to you. That you weren't leaving on your own accord. That you'd never leave us like that. I needed to know why. If there was a way to help, I had to- No. No, you didn't have to do anything other than respect my wishes. I was trying to protect you, Waylon. Don't you understand? They... Kraken. They get whatever they want. I was trying to protect you and the Conclave. I... I even made it a condition that they leave you alone. But you couldn't respect that, could you? Couldn't fathom that sometimes bad things happen to people like us and that it doesn't matter that our little friendship was the brightest... The best thing in our tiny little lives, the day before the world got so damn complicated. We're pieces on the board, Way. Why don't you get that? 
Um, so sorry to interrupt this little errand of grievances, but I think we might need to consider getting out of here. Whatever that was that hit us, this place is jinxed now. Ocean will be in to join us any time now. Alex, I would have understood if you would have just... Or go ahead and what? ignore me, I guess. If I had just trusted you? No. I did. I thought you knew me, too. Better than anyone. Figured that if there was anybody in this world who could understand and just respect my wishes, Don't it would have been eyes. you. I remember now. Everything broke through the memory restrictors. It was you that asked them to do that. To erase my memory. It was. They were talking about a myrrh, asking questions, digging in deep. I knew it had to be you. I just didn't know any other way to stop you from... doing this. They were going to kill you. I'd have sacrificed anything to keep you from... whatever fate this is. Whatever they've done to you. That's just it, isn't it? I would have given anything to make sure both you and the Enclave were safe. And that's what I did. The unstoppable force meets the immovable object. Or too many martyrs. Not enough crosses. I... I never meant to hurt you. But this was my sacrifice to make. Not yours. Alright, you crazy kids, it's really time to go now! Belle, hate to admit it, but we might need you to get out of here. Door all but collapsed when this place started to buckle. We'll have our dance some other time, then. <laughs> Don't even think about getting it twisted. Once we're done with this, my daughter will be coming with me. In the meantime, after... <clears throat> you... Oh, I expect to have that conversation soon enough, Mom of the Year. Fucking hell. Nick, how are you holding up? We still have an exit? Johnny, what in the name of the core is going on down there? Unimportant, Nick. Concentrate, yeah? Exit still clear? Just Johnny telling me to concentrate while you lot bring a whole fucking ass of cards down on us? Bloody hell. Way still clear, but our window's closing fast. Personnel are fleeing this literal sinking ship by the dozen. Our dear Julian Hart among them. Get here quick, would you? That's the plan. We've got the girl with Derby in tow. No doubt we'll be coming in hot, so be ready to move. The damage from where I'm standing seems to be a wicked kind of bad. Acknowledged. I'll leave the car running then. You just get here. You've been listening to Cybernautica Undertow, brought to you by Red Fathom Entertainment. This episode features the voice talents of Luke Alfonso as Waylon Grant, Bianca Skinner as Derby Bell, Abigail Turner as Johnny, Alexander Dottie as Nick Ballard, Dan Bowd as the narrator. Voice extras included in the show notes. Undertow is directed by Amanda Hufford, written by Damien Sidlow, Sound design by Chris Henry, with script editing by Jupiter Sanders. 
A special thank you to all of our incredible Patreon and Indiegogo backers who contributed funding to make this return to Neo-Atlantis possible. If you'd like to support Red Fathom Entertainment in continuing to create Cybernautica and other great audio drama stories, please stop by our website at www.cybernauticapod.com and find any number of ways to support the show as well as follow us on Twitter at CybernauticaPod. We hope to see you again in Neo-Atlantis, listener. Look to the sea. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Cam Kander? Yeah, that was a strange thing. A prolific creator who disappeared suddenly in 2020. Eccentric, weird, inscrutable. Cam Kander was like a 21st century Howard Hughes. Nothing is known. Cam Kander, man, woman, non-binary person... No idea. Cam Kander, an enigma, a cipher, a mystery. Was Kander a genius or insane? Is there a difference? And one day, Cam Kander vanished into thin air. Off the map, off the radar. Like Amelia Earhart. From me, BK Will, in conjunction with Trojan Cat Media, a division of Corp. Leave me alone. I don't have anything to say about Cam Kander. Comes a shocking six-part documentary series. Cam Kander is a Rorschach test. It's a MacGuffin stuffed inside a red herring, shoved down a rabbit hole that leads to a blind alley. Cam Kander is out there, waiting to make their glorious return. Like a cult leader? No, like a messiah. Discover Who is Cam Kander, a new investigative podcast coming Wednesday, September 1st, wherever you listen to podcasts.